This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What's going on, people? Welcome to the Live Palace Focus Show. As always, I'm joined by Stan here, and T is also going to be joining us very soon. But thank you to everyone who's here live with us. Um, if you do enjoy the stream, as always, make sure to leave a like and also comment throughout the show. We'll be reading out your comments, and I'll be posting the link so you guys can also join in and have your say if you want to. And if you're watching this on replay, as always, as I always say, we'll try reply back to your comments. Um, so leave down your comments as you're watching the show, and we'll try reply back to you as soon as possible. Stan, I'm excited by it because as I've talked to you before the show, me and you in this game, we're not agreeing much uh, <laughs> with, with, with everything that's been going on. And, you know, let's start off with quickly my thoughts on it. Um, I felt like we dominated them. We should have got the three points. But once again, individual mistake with the goal and we weren't ruthless enough in front of goal in terms of um, being clinical enough to finish our chances and it cost us. But if you're looking at the stats, we deserved the win and it was still relatively a positive performance, but a disappointing result. What did you make out of it? Um, we should have won. There was no hmm. we deserved. We should have beaten them. They are the worst team I've seen so far this season. They were terrible. So Maxim, um, what's his? It was it. Mitchell yeah, gave him nothing, nothing. Then he switched wing. <laughs> Ward gave him nothing. He was ineffective all game. Um, naivety and sloppiness cost us. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Naivety and sloppiness has cost us. Looking at um, the title of the show. Looking at the title of the show. Um, while we're struggling to win games. Let's start with that. Let's let's go and open this up fully. What do you think it is? Look, set pieces. Of course, in the last two games, set pieces have costed us. Is it not finishing our chances? Is it that we need to get used to the system and this was always going to happen? Or all three of them combined? Let us know in the comment section down below. But Stan, what do you think it is that is causing us to have all these draws, have all these positive performances, but not managing to win? It, it is getting frustrating a bit, but I can't get too annoyed. It's just a bit, it's it's more disappointment for me. Personally, I think it's a bit, it's a more disappointment because we're having the performances. But what do you think it is that we're struggling to get them final three points that we pretty much deserved in the last three out of four games? I think it's a combination of everything, mate, like you said. But I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to naivety. Like, Yes, it's early-ish. Um, we've had nine games. We're nearly in November. But it, it comes down to a bit of naivety. I mean, look, we're sloppy in front of goal. I can't take it away from Benteke. The man was immense on Saturday. He was immense. But he missed a one-on-one. Like He should have just slotted that in the corner past Darlow. Do you know what I mean? But it's naivety. The two centre-backs, they just they fall asleep. They do. Um, I don't know if you saw at the end of the game when... I think they had a, a set piece. The ball came back to Guaita and he ended up kicking it and the kick was terrible. 
Um, it went straight back to them and we should have launched it up the field and tried to hustle them to to try and win that game Like right at the end. I think we're, we're, we're a little bit sloppy. We're a little bit naive. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it is like, it's, I, I'd understand if it was a game or two here or there, but it's, start, it's like, like three or four games in a row now, mate. Like Brighton, Gay falls asleep, Guay a bad kick. Um, Leicester, Anderson, two mistakes at the back. Like, un- inexcusable for a player of his so-called quality, right? Whoa, for a player of his... so-called? <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, for a player of his so-called quality. Arsenal, fall asleep at the back. Um, again, you know, just can't see it out. Invite loads of pressure on them. And Saturday against Newcastle, fall asleep at the back again, mate. Um mm. And that's what it was. It doesn't matter how well you can pass the ball out. It genuinely doesn't matter. If you can't defend set pieces, you're on a high lead to nothing and you're going to get punished. Look at West Ham. They are deadly on set pieces. We come up against them at some point and we're as sloppy as we we have been the past couple of weeks. They'll punish us. City as well. They're good at everything. We've got to play them on Saturday. (laughs) We're going to be talking about City later yeah. on on the show. Uh, but Oliver says, Brighton, quite a kick out. Arsenal, nobody marking like is at Newcastle, not finishing our dinner. You know what this sounds like to me? Yes, we're talking about set pieces, but we've got a new manager. We've got loads of new players. And, you know, they've only played nine games, nine competitive games together. Actually, ten, if you include the Watford Cup game as well. What, like, these type of mistakes are normal. I really do think it's normal. If you watch football... It's going to be very hard unless you have world-class players to make everything gel straight away. We have some class players, but not world-class players. And when you're looking at the amount of games that we played, we're going to have these mistakes. This was always going to be the case for me. And out of all of this, the reason why we're struggling to win the game is pretty much people getting used to the system, people building up chemistry together. Talk about Mark Goyer and Yoki Madison. We'll be talking about them later on in the show. But they haven't played that many games together. And they're selling in, in a new club under a new manager, a new style of football, and have to get used to it. Yes, there's been some silly errors, but I think it's totally normal. I think them errors is all part of the process. We'd say trust the process, but these errors are included in them, as crazy as it might sound. But I'll be reading out more comments right now um, to see what you guys think. CJ says it's silly mistakes and a lack of concentration. Uh, we've got uh, Come Natural who says plenty of possession. Oh, sorry. Lots of comment. Plenty of possession, but too much sideways play. We are work in progress, and that and and don't have the balance yet uh, of possession and attack. More direct play needed at times. CJ also said <laughs> it's annoying because individual errors rather than team errors is costing us. Uh, Chris says it's simply taking very time to work out what system gets the best out of the players, along with cohesion. But the issue for me is what is that we need a leader in the middle. Luca isn't doing that for me. Um, Interesting there about Luca. I thought there's actually an article out, which I didn't read, but Back of the Nest posted it on social media about Luca's performance of the season. And he's he's actually played solid for me. Why have you made a Luca under Patrick Vieira? Personally, in Roy Hodgson's time, I think he was done. Like he just looked out of place in that role. But in the Vieira system, Mate. he's actually looked decent. I think he's been our best player in that holding midfield section. I don't think he's been too bad. He's been all right. Um yeah, he's been he's not been bad at all. Um, yeah, if you like, you know what annoyed me though? Again, sloppiness actually. His f- f- silly foul led to the free kick, which led to the corner, which led to the goal. But I can't curse him too much. Going back to your point about silly mistakes and it's the process, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We're nine games in, we're nearly in November. Okay. Mm. Once or twice, I get it. But these guys, they don't seem to be listening. They don't seem to to have to get it on board that you've got to defend corners. You've got to be better. Like that's what's annoying. It's like four or five games in a row now where we're just so sloppy. Do you know what I mean? So, like, we've got a you know, like they've got to step it up, man. Like they have. I'm not so, like, and I'm not calling Vieira out on this, but these are professional players that need to hold themselves accountable. Well, let's talk about the lineup quickly. And I want to talk about this man right here, Michael Olise. He's first up for Palace. And 
look, Zaha was on a bench, but let me know in the comment in the comment section as well. Personally, this was the first time ever for me that when Zaha was on a bench, I was not worried. I looked at that lineup. I saw Elise there. I saw Edward there after his performance against Benteke, um, against Benteke, against Arsenal, and I saw Benteke there as well. And for the first time ever, I said, you know what? Zaha can start on the bench and we can get a result. We've never had that before. And, I've, and I think it goes down to the management um, for the style of football that we're playing. And it goes down to the owners for strengthening the team. But what did you think of Elise's performance? Were you surprised by him actually starting? Because you have been massively critical of Jordan Ayew. And now Elise started ahead of Jordan Ayew. Was he like, hold up, someone wake me up. Because this can't be true. <laughs> I was going to like try and get like the followers going on this and be like, nah, he's no good. But honestly... <laughs> Um, I like him. Loads of potential. Absolute wand of a delivery as well. Um, I don't know if it's his left foot or his right foot that he's that, that's his strongest, but he looks he looks the bizzo, mate. Um, you saw obviously the deliveries, a couple of deliveries that he's put in that's led to obviously like Benteke or led to um, you know cause people problems. Um, thought he had a great game. I was surprised that we took him off. I think Odson Edward should have gone off um, and we should have had Zaha and Elisa on both wings. But look, um, he's a work in progress. You've got to give him time. But he, he looks good. He looks the bizzo, mate. Colin says, hey guys, my feelings of us struggling to finish off the games is just down to experience of being in a position of a team who dominating games to those were... We've been the defending team trying to hold on. The last performances have been absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. Benteke has also stepped up his game, I feel, and the wins will definitely come. Thank you for your comment, Colin. Uh, Oliver says, Maka should have the captain role. I think people are talking about captaincy and lack of leadership in his side. Just quickly touching back on why we're struggling to win. Is it's lack of leadership? No. If it, yeah, I, personally, yeah, I, don't I don't think so I, as well. I, I don't it think is, so. It, yeah. it, it, it's individual errors, ain't it? Like, we... The goals that we've been talking about that we've conceded and that we're going to be talking about in this show is pretty much down to individual errors. But mm -hmm. for me, I just want to quickly say, before we move on from the lineup, I think San Olise was a great, mm -hmm. great decision from Patrick Vieira. And what I noticed is that he's fantastic on the ball. And I think we all expected this. But in games like opposition, like Newcastle, where they're just going to be sitting back and we're going to be controlling the ball, Olise needs to start. I really do think that if we start Jordan Ayew against Newcastle, I don't think we're creating that many chances. I really don't. Because Olise is so good on the ball that even in tight spaces, when there's mm -hmm. two players on him, where they've got the whole team sitting back and you've got a whole seat of Newcastle behind the ball trying to defend for their lives, Olise can pick out the passes. Mm -hmm. And going forward, we were talking about him, whether he should start in a Man City game. I think... These type of games is better suited to him. And I think he's going to be a phenomenal football player. I just think he's absolutely crazy on the ball in terms of mm -hmm. his delivery on the ball, his composure, how he dribbles. Um, yeah, I think he had a very good performance, Olise. Uh, but let's quickly jump on to the Benteke goal. So just yeah, before go we talk about, just to finish off Olise, are you is perfect for that Newcastle team? Because they're negative, they're, they, no, they're going are forward... You? Yeah, he's perfect for that Newcastle team. Like he should play for Newcastle. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were yeah. talking about he, was he should for play for Newcastle because they're negative, oh. they're bad going forward, oh. they all run down blind alleys. Here He's we go, here we go. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, you don't have to slate him. I'm just talking about whether Elise should, whether you were surprised about it. Here we go, starting yeah. on Jordan Ayo again. Um, yeah. Look, he didn't start, and I think Elise had a solid performance. Um, I'll be reading out some more comments before talking about the goals. Of course, keep sending them in. If you enjoy it, leave a like as it helps out massively. And also, if you want to come on and have your say with your webcam on, on or if you just want to share your voice, you can just click on the link that I just posted in the chat right now, and we can have you on. As always, we want your comments. We want your involvement. That what That's what makes the show. So, yeah, feel free to jump on. Um, Kyan says, do you guys think we should buy a tell in January as a right back? Um, just quickly, uh, we've been talking about the Newcastle game, so I'll quickly answer this. We'll be talking about some transfers in, later on in the mm -hmm. show. And also, um, I don't think we need a right back. No, because I believe in one Ferguson. guy. Ferguson, yes. When he comes back, and if he returns to the form that he was at, at West Brom, then I think he's going to be massive for us. Wardy's been good for us this season, but he doesn't suit Vieira's system. 
So yeah. once Ferguson comes back, and if he is fit, trust me, he's going to be massive for us. Got Ryan as well. Like you don't, you don't need another right back. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I really, I, I believe in Ferguson. If he returns his old form, then we don't need to bring in anyone else. Let let's let's try to grow him into the player that he yeah. could be with the potential mm-hmm. um, that he had when we signed him. Uh, read out some more comments as well. So Collins leaves another comment saying we're no longer able to reply on rely. I think he's tried to say rely on one player. We now have a team of players we can rely on. Olise should definitely start. He's crossing for Benteke still. Uh, still low to loan, of course, but definitely as to our team. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing was crossing to Benteke. Every time he crossed the ball, it just seemed like it was it was just pinpoint accurate. Like his delivery yeah. is insane. Yes, he's good on the ball, but his delivery as well out wide, it's crossing to the box. Yeah, if he starts more games, then Benteke is going to score more goals with his head. Loves it, loves a just, little step over, a little yeah, you quick, can't, yeah, um, you, yeah, just, yeah, he yeah. plays on his own pace. Like he's, loves he's, a he's everything that the other winger that we have isn't. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Play him every um, game. <laughs> exactly. So, before we move on to the next topic, uh, in fact, we can get Nick's thought on it because Nick is here. Nick, your legend. Hey. That's hey, how I'm going to describe you from now on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, we're talking about the Newcastle game. We've been talking about the lineup while we're struggling to win games. Um, of course, you've been talking about it on the podcast, which I listened to. If you guys haven't already done so, go and listen to the review show. What did it make of that Newcastle game, Nick? Are you disappointed like me or still seeing the positives? I think I'm more frustrated than disappointed. Subtle difference. I think we tried. Um, We're going to have a lot of teams now that see that we are going to be possession-based and are going to put a lot of people behind the ball. It's just a case of getting that through ball to unlock their defences, I think, now. we're not losing games. You're talking like we're losing games. We've lost twice. We're unbeaten at home. Mm-hmm. Things are good. We're a work in progress. Stan, don't panic yet, mate. <laughs> I'm not panicking, mate. I'm just, I'm equally as frustrated as you are. But I'm telling you as well, like there's teams that we've got to play. Like we're going Burnley. Well, you think Burnley are going to attack us? Burnley are going to put 11 men behind the ball. They're going to try and get a set piece. And they, that's the only way they can score goals right now. And what are we yep. pony at at the moment? Set pieces. So, do you think Mr. Vieira knows this? He does. I of think so. It. But it's four games in a row where we've been poor from set pieces or yep. four games in a row where we've lost concentration. And this is where I'm saying is like, are we going to learn from this? It doesn't look like we're learning from it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, that's that's I, really, really, really frustrating for me. I said on the pod we should get Tony Pulis in on loan for about three weeks. Yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if Steve Parrish would have been there as well. You know, yeah. you know Vieira's obviously got enough contacts in the game to think, you know, let's let's see what we can do. I mean, Wenger, for goodness sake, was known for winning 1-0, wasn't he? For stopping the goal. Surely Patrick can have yeah. a word with Arsene. Um, but look... We've had a really tough opening opening few games. And, um, yes, it's frustrating, disappointing, especially when you think Ben Teke only took, had 17% of his chances that he put away. Oh, um, oh, yeah. He's got to be a little bit more clinical. He was unlucky. That overhead shot, really unlucky with it. I think um, it's coming. Hitting the I bar, think it's coming. Let, for him, let's quickly, to be more clinical. Let's quickly talk about the next topic then. Nick, I'll get your thoughts on it straight away. So the Palace goal. Benteke header, what a ball from Mitchell. Actually, before we talk about Benteke, um, I just want to give two shout-outs. First of all, Conor Gallagher, because he was getting fouled. He was getting hounded by Newcastle players. But the fact that he didn't drop to the ground and he was on his feet to give that ball to Mitchell was very good. And second of all, that ball from Mitchell, that was not an easy ball. The way he floated that right onto Benteke's header, as I was talking about with Valise, it was accurate. And Benteke, of course, we know what he can do with his head. Um, he finished it off. But I want to talk about this player. We talked about his cross into the box. Tyreek Mitchell. Nick, do you think this is the best football that Mitchell's been playing um, since he's started for Palace? And uh, is he more effective than PVA going forward? Let's say if we had PVA at this point. Yes. Can't say about the PVA thing because under a different manager, PVA might be good. How's he doing in Turkey? Do we know? Um, he plays for Galatasaray and they lost yesterday. 
2-1. And he was playing as okay. a right back. So that was PBA right, right back, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mitchell's, <laughs> Mitchell's better at tackling. Mitchell's better at passing. Mitchell doesn't disappear into places on the pitch where you think, what the bloody hell are you doing there, mate? Which is what PVA did last year. Uh, there, there's two reasons for Mitchell getting better. One, he's getting used to the game more. Um, he's playing under a, a better system with a better manager. Two, I think he's enjoying playing in front of a crowd. Last season, he was playing in empty stadiums, which has got to affect you in some way or another. Um, and also, he's got the support, defensive support. He's got Milivojevic or he's got Maka dropping back into that position. He's got a lot more freedom to go forward. Where PVA was going forward, I think that was against Roy's wishes to a certain degree because Roy was so rigid at keeping it back. Um, look at the number of successful passes he's had. Him and Gaye put together more passes against Newcastle than the whole team were under Roy last season. Over you know, 180, 190 passes in one game for two of them. 270 for three defenders. Mitchell's mm. one of our best players. But yeah. to say he's one of our best players is hard because we've got about five or six best players at the moment. There's a, a cigarette paper between how good they are, I think. Um, mm. He's very good. He's only going to get better. And I think he's better than Wan-Bissaka. And I Ooh. think Ooh. he's being allowed to develop. Wan-Bissaka has been thrown into the 100%. Expected 100% to be agree. on form. It's not the right place for him. We took that 50 million. Well done for taking that 50 million. In fact, that 50 million is almost looking better than the 30 million we stole off Belas, stole off Everton for Belasi. What a good deal that was. Mm. Yeah, but well, Juan Bissaka is still mm. young as well, and Nick, he's a great defender. But I still, I, he's, he's, still, he's getting found out, mate. He is getting yeah. found out at United. But I think I that's think the under manager different manager. As well. Yeah, under different manager, you might see the best. Side. Look, look at United side; like they lost five 0 to Liverpool. So we lost as, seven, as a team. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, well, we did, we only lost three this season, and Jurgen Klopp said it was as hard as fixture. And every time I talk about Liverpool, I'm definitely going to be mentioning that because every time someone asks me about our performances this season, I say the same thing: we lost three 0 against Liverpool, but it was Jurgen Klopp's hardest three 0 win ever, um, mm-hmm. according to him. Anyways, just so just back to Stan's worries before I go, Dr. Sorry, just back to Stan's worries. How many teams have outplayed us this season, Stan? None. One, Chelsea. That's it. Chelsea. That was the first game, wasn't it? Mm. Mate, I My agree with, in... with everything you said, Nick. I do agree with everything you said, but it's just frustration for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were we were so disappointed. You should have seen DR's face last Monday when we lost when we when we I'm saying lost. We didn't lose to Arsenal. We held it a very like good draw. It feels I mean, like look it. how Arsenal did against Villa. Villa ain't mugs. Arsenal made them look like mugs. Arsenal mm. ain't that bad at the moment. All right, they're not mm. as good as they were when they were invisible or anything, but they're not a bad team. They're starting to get it together. Yeah. Newcastle, they were lucky, man. They were so lucky. Yeah, but um, we shouldn't have let that happen, mate. That is the most annoying thing. We should not have let that happen. I've not seen a worse side at Sellers in a long time than them. No, you're right. I've, uh, they're absolutely awful side. Really terrible side. And they were lucky. And it happens. What can you do? It happens. There's, if, there's, if there's so many positives. Headed, an inch, inch to the right, is not hit the post. If he's risen and headed downwards a little bit more, he's not hit the bar. If he's hooked his I, foot over on the overhead a bit more, he's gone in. You know, the, the, the chances will come and it will come good for us. But we'll hmm. finish top half easily. If we were like really? this next season, if you we reckon? were like this... This time next season, if it was still happening, I'd be worried. But we're talking about being disappointed nine games into a brand new project. A completely a different well. style of play. Half the team is virtually different. They're all playing. The, the other half aren't used to this system. Okay? We're Nick. good enough not to need to start Wilf. Nick, always so calm in a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you, you're exaggerating. Yeah. Can I ask you something, Stan? You, you, obviously, uh, out in uh, you, you're in Toronto, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Not many, not many Palace fans out there. I'd imagine. I'd imagine football fans support other teams. What are fans of other teams saying about Palace to you, mate? 
massive change. They look good. Um, don't want to play them because they look good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's changed. I mean, I've had a like first game of the season. I had a few idiots, you know, tell me some comments here and there. But yeah, very positive. So why aren't you? Why aren't you being positive as well? Then, Mate, <laughs> exactly. I am. Like everyone, <laughs> I am. But like, come on, like, do you know what I mean? Like I said, four games in a row, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy mistakes have cost us. You know, it's part of the process. But look, look we, we're going to keep saying the same thing. But I want to go and talk about one player, uh, Nick. If you want to stay on for that quickly as well, Ben Teke. Yeah, he was voted the man. He was voted the man of the match by who scored. Personally, for for me, he done everything right. He done everything right apart from in front of goal. Um, there's no excuses for it. That I, I think we had pretty much the first the first half um, chance where Olise crossed the ball to him, he hit the post. I think he, that should have been on target. Um, in the second half, that one on one set up similar to Jordan Ayew situation against Leicester, that should have been on target as well. And if you're talking about them, yes, he had a disallowed goal that we'll be talking about in more depth later on in the show. But if you're talking about the chances that we had, realistically, he should have buried them. And it should have been game over. Uh, what did, it's very hard to describe because it seemed it seemed like I'm slating him, <clears> but I'm not. He I'm saying he had a good performance, but in front of goal where he was most needed, he wasn't clinical enough. Yeah, it's it's difficult. He's he's not as bad as he was when he was missing complete sitters, though, was it? It's, we're talking inches each time here, aren't we? Um, yes. And the fact that he's in the position to to have those chances. Says a lot. He's he's holding the ball up. He's getting in the box. He's he's running with the ball. He's laying off the ball. He's playing one twos. He's developing a really really good understanding with Edouard. Players now know that we can cross the ball, and there is going to be a head on the end of it. Guys, my, just to pipe in here, minus the chances he missed, he was unplayable. I'm yeah, serious. He was, he was unplayable. Takes it down on his chest, bang, lay off forward. Do you know what I mean? Get across to him in the air, head on it, etc. etc. That will come with practice. I know that no one wants to consistently hear about we're going on from Roy Hodgson. This is what happened. But Roy killed him. Like literally, he killed him. Roy killed me, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I was on a yeah. verge of just quitting everything. Like yeah. literally, it was just it was abysmal. But I won't but, have. Any Palace fan slating him, he was unplayable because I've just seen a yeah. couple of comments in here like he should have done this, he should have done that. He's unplayable, finishing will come. Trust me, he's quality, he's he was brilliant Saturday. Do you think is that so? Do, how much do you think it's down to Vieira just giving him the confidence? Is it a style of play? Because one thing that I've noticed as well is yes, Vieira can give him the confidence before games and talk to him mm-hmm. after games, but one thing that I've noticed is that we're playing to his strengths. Look at the highlights. Yeah, Go yeah. and Paddy Look at the highlights. Look how many crosses in the box that we had. And it's simple things like that. We were calling for it under Roy Hodgson. But Vieira is, is pretty much delivering it. It's not rocket science. It's not like Vieira is a genius for it. It's something it's simple almost, that's so effective. It's almost as if Vieira's looked at the games that Sam Allardyce was in charge and Benteke did well in and said, right, let's do that. Because last season, how many times... Did we bring Benteke on as a sub and take our best crosser off to bring him on? Yeah. We've got I... players that are getting the ball in. Okay, there was a little bit of chat on the pod about whether Ward can cross the ball that well. You had Gallagher and you had Elise to do that. Um, Gallagher was poor from his um, from his deliveries, though. Like His deliveries were poor on Saturday. I'll give him that. He's a great player, but he, his, his deliveries were poor. Have you seen the leap on Benteke, though? There's not many players in the Premier League that have a better leap than him. Like, trust me. He's the best. He's not. He's the best. He's the best. Seven. There's, not, not about, there's yeah. He's the he's he's the Seven best. Seven aerial deals. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And he wins them all. Benteke. Who's better than Benteke in the air yeah. right now in the Premier League? Not not. Do many. you know what I mean? So my worry is, like I said to you, his cross is coming into our box. <laughs> I'm not worried. Like we'll score goals, man. There's goals in that team. So yeah. what 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 did Benteke in last season? was when he got sent off about against West Ham. Do you remember for raising his arms and he was only doing what every other player does? That made him that changed his game a little bit. I think he's back to, to leaping like a salmon again. But he kind of wasn't jumping as high before because mm. he was worried about getting booked and sent off. I, I really think that affected his game for the rest of the season. I don't know what you think about that, dear. 
Yeah, I think Benteke is back. Um, as Stan said, I, oh, I'm still annoyed because he should have done better with the chances. But as Stan said, now that he's got his confidence, in front of goal, it, it will come. The goals will come. The goal against Arsenal was well taken. The old Benteke in the Arsenal game would have easily just took an That's extra That's what I'm touch saying. Or, or he boots you know, it in the stand. The shot. Yeah, exactly. So, Benteke is returning back to his old form. I think credit goes to Vieira because he's playing to his strengths and it's also giving him the boost off the pitch as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think it's going to happen with Benteke. It's just against Newcastle. It's a game that we have to win. And maybe if it was against, you know, the likes of City and Benteke missed some chances because they, well, we weren't meant to beat City anyways. But in, a, in games like this... You, you just have to take them. You just have to take them. And he hasn't. And I believe he will do in the future. But it's just the fact that we dominated them and we had the chances and he couldn't finish them. But hopefully, um, Benteke will have do- double goals this season as well. I think he will do. I think him and Edward are great up there. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we've got a super chat from um, Connor Crab. Uh, yeah, Connor Crab that we'll be reading out in just a second. But, Nick, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, Can I just hopefully... ask you a quick question before yeah. I go? Yeah, yeah. One quick question. Dear. Yeah, yeah. Number sevens. Who's the better number seven, Alise or Balassi? Alise. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know why, <laughs> I know why he asked that. No, uh, I put I... out a tweet on Saturday and asked it. I put out a poll on Saturday. It's, it's, yeah, I think Alise will be the better number seven. Uh, but Balassi, for the things that he's done, he, 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 was, he was very good for us. But yeah, um, Alise will be the better number seven. Alise. Is yeah, good, yeah. like the potential is unreal, yeah. Well, Nick, look, thank you for joining us. Good chance, oh, you yeah. and of see course, you. I'll see you on Saturday, see you nice exactly. early Saturday morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, don't yeah. be late picking him up this time, yeah, exactly. No, I won't be late, I won't be late, I'll be awake, I can't wait to bat a city. Jeez, <laughs> 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 all right, see you, later, Nick. see you later, see you later, mate. Uh, Connor Crab, there's a super chat here, uh, thank you for that, I appreciate that a lot. At this point of the season, we, we would have been happy with implement of our new playing style. We've exceeded that only losing to Liverpool and Chelsea. Six-point drops uh, from the last three games would take us to f- uh, fifth, I think. I agree. I think it's just early yeah, early stages. And we're not the fifth. Are... That's the problem. We're not there. We should be there. Like We should be there because... We should be there, Sam, but so come sloppy. on, man. It, you can understand what you're saying. We would have been happy with this. Like It could have been... L- it could have been no, worse. We could be in a worse situation. We could have had 100%. horrendous performances. We're, we're still having the performances. It will get there. But Connor, appreciate that super chat a lot. Thank you for supporting the nice channel one, and mate. everyone Thank else that's been, leaving, that's been leaving comments as well. I'll be trying to scroll up to read some of your comments. But let's talk about uh, Newcastle's goal because this was preventable. I really do think that. Um, I brought the screenshot out and I'll run you through it quickly as well. So if you can't notice where the ball's at, if you look at on the left of Joachim Anderson, um, I think it's Lascelles that's trying to head the ball. You see it, Lascelles. The ball is on Lascelles' head. And Joachim Anderson, look, I love him to bits, but that was just... You can just see it here. What, like, where, what is he heading? Okay. What is, it, is there another ball that, that's out there that we haven't seen? Mm-hmm. Like, where is he going? That awful okay. positioning from him. Okay. Uh, yeah, Stan, I know you want to jump in, but... Stan, let's just go ahead, man. Go ahead. I know you bring want that to... image up again, please. I'll bring that image up again. Yeah, of course, I'll bring it up. I just think it was awful position. Leave down your comments, we'll be reading them out right. as well. Couple of things. So, what's Yoki Manderson heading? So, which one of them is marking Jamal Lascelles? Which one of them? I think it's Yoki Manderson. Yoki Manderson okay. is marking Lascelles. So why is he not touch see... tight with, J- with Jamal Lascelles? Look, there's someone else there, if you can notice, in front okay. of Lascelles. Okay. Um, it's, well, it's Joe Ward. He's, it's it's, okay. it's Wardy. But he's... Ma- Lascelles is massive. Joachim Anderson's pretty tall, right? Yeah. Okay. So why is he not on him? Secondly, why is Maka... Why is Maka... Sorry, I'm pointing here. Why is Maka on Callum Wilson? Another tall player, right? Why isn't Gay or Anderson touch tight on Callum Wilson? No, 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 no. There, I'm taking the image off because, sorry, Maka and Callum Wilson are similar heights. Callum Wilson not that tall. Okay. I watched him. In all honesty, look, I'll say one thing. What, when I was watching that corner be taken, I was looking at Maka and Callum Wilson. Maka lost Callum Wilson when that ball was getting whipped into the far post. So when I was looking at it, I was like, oh no, they're going to score a goal like this. But so you need... Was, 
one of the centre-backs should have been on Callum Wilson. It shouldn't be Macca's job. You should have had one of the big lads on Callum Wilson touch tight with him, mate. It's naive. It's so no, frustrating. Callum Wilson. No, no. Callum Wilson's goal was nice. I think it's before that. As I brought up the image, it's it's down to Joachim. It's pretty much down to Joachim Anderson and Joe. Wood. I don't know what. Earth, how do you even describe this? Like, what are you heading? Yeah, but, like, yes, it is. What are you heading? And and as a fifteen or how much did we pay for Anderson? Um, like seventeen million. Right. So as a but seventeen not, million uh, pound centre back. Okay, yes. who is highly rated, you should be going for that ball and getting rid of it. That ball, he should have climbed up, headed it out for a throw, mate, is what he should have done. Or he headed it down the okay. field. No, no. I'm going to bring T here as well. Look, T's a regular here. T's part of the show as well. Yes, but T. he's been busy, of course, with other you know, commitments. But T, you're here. Let me quickly land my point and then T, you can jump straight in and give us your thoughts on it. Yeah. Yuki Anderson should have done better. I, I, I can't defend him. I, I really don't know if maybe people in the comment down in the conversation can let me know what he's trying to head, but he should have done better. And we've struggled, we struggle with set pieces, but the main problem is set pieces rather than Yoki Anderson. There should be better communication there. Why mm. is there? I, I, I honestly don't understand it. Was that Wardy's man or was that Yoki Anderson's man? I, I don't know. I can't tell you because Wardy is in, is in front of Lissels. And if it is Wardy's man, then who has Yoki Anderson got? Like, there's so many question marks there. But, as I've said at the start of the show, it goes down to chemistry and getting to know each other. These are little things that if we take out of our game, especially with set pieces, we would have won the Arsenal game, we would have won the Newcastle game. These are the little things that I can guarantee you that Patrick Vieira is going to look into and is going to try to solve. But these are the things that is normal. It was expected because we've got new players in the team. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but... You know, it was going to happen. These type of mistakes was always going to happen. It's very hard to gel a team straight away. So, Joachim Anderson, yes, he's at fault. But you mentioned something on Saturday on the live match reaction show. And you said that one of them should be dropped. Who is that? Who do you want dropped, Stan? Okay. Real quick. Bring that image up again. Oh, geez. We're bringing that image up again. <laughs> so, T, as you can notice, we're talking about uh, Newcastle's mm-hmm. goal. Yep. Um, so Stan, Stan is running us through the image once again. Right. Go on, Stan. D, you played football, right? Yeah. You've been coached? Yeah. I, in okay. fact, I'm a coach right now. Okay. <laughs> T, you played soccer? A little bit, yep. Okay. Joachim Anderson, if you're the centre-back that everyone says he is, he's coming in, okay, and he's calling Joachim's ball. Top of his voice. I mm. bet you he don't do it. I bet you we don't fucking do it, mate. Yeah, right? Okay, but and then they both right, for the same ball. You own that ball. That's the problem with him. He hasn't owned it. He's sloppy, and it's, it's so annoying looking at that. Why have you let Jamal Lascelles out jump you, and you've both gone for the same header? Shocking, mate. It is shocking. It is shocking. But shocking. as I said, as I said, it's little things. It's little things. We're talking about set pieces for the last two games, and for the Brighton game, we're talking about just basic. You should we should be time wasting there. And Guaita should have had a better kick. We're talking about individual errors. And these errors, can you agree with me, Stan, that these errors, we can take them out of our game? Don't yeah, you think so? but it's not just one game. That's what I'm saying. It's four games that he's not taken him out of his game. Okay? So, at this moment in time, I think there does need to be a change. I think Gay needs an experienced head alongside him to talk him through the game. Because Joachim's yeah, not doing that. Yeah, but you put, who do you bring in? Who do you bring in for Joachim? Tompkins or Martin Kelly. No, but that, but is that going to work though, Stan? Look at the type of football that we're trying to play. Joachim Anderson is comfortable on the ball. Mark Gray is comfortable on the ball. And it might seem like a small thing, but it's not a small thing. Without them two playing as they have done so far with on the ball in terms of picking up passes, running with the ball, this whole system is not effective. We're yeah. trying to play out from the back. James Tompkins can't do that. And the things that you're saying, as you just admitted, it can come out of the game. And the way that it's going to come out of a game is they keep playing. We look at these small errors and they build up more chemistry and slowly, slowly they get used to playing with each other. I I understand where you're coming from and I don't disagree, but I've just quoted basics there, right? Basics of defending, defending a set piece, right? First ball comes in, bang, header it out. Second ball comes in, turn and face, and you call for it. You put your name on it. Like, 
We they don't need to be coached that. They do not need to be coached that. But they, they should grow. know that. They'll grow together. They will grow together, Stan. They need to grow. We have to we have to realize that Joachim Anderson is not an experienced Premier League defender. Yes, he was good yes, at Yes, he Fulham. is. Yes, he's he not, is. He's, he's, I mean, you're saying year. that Joachim Anderson is well experienced. I mean, he's one an year. Exper- mate, look at the leagues he's played in, the teams that he's played for. Serie A, right, he's, Prem- he's one season before that in the Premier League. He should know better, mate. He should know. He's to still young as well. He's still young. He's going to grow. Look, look, T, we keep saying the same things. What do you no. think about the situation? I personally think Mark Gouet and Joachim Anderson should stay there because we're looking at little things that, yes, it is costly, mm-hmm. but little things that we could easily resolve. And Joachim Anderson and Mark Gouet has been good for us this season. Every time we try and play out from the back and without them, there's no way we're playing like this. With James Tompkins in there, we're struggling because he's not as comfortable on the ball with Joachim Anderson and Mark Gouet. Mm-hmm. Yes, they haven't been the world's you know, best centre-back pairing, but that was never going to happen. They need to build a bit of chemistry. And I personally think that they should stay on, build a bit more chemistry. And we're talking about nine games. They've only played nine games together. I can't remember in the Watford game whether they started in that one. But technically, it's only been nine. So are we, are, who, whose side are you on? Mine or Stan's? That's what I come on the show and it's like, hey, you're either here yeah, or you're here. You're getting booted. So pick a side. Well, you either get beat or you stay. <laughs> let me let, let me let me let me say this. I think uh, there's some really important things we have to understand about where we stand right now and what the situation is that we're talking about. Um, I think coming into this season, um, one of the things that we talked about and we we understood as a fans as fans uh, of our club is that we we're going to go through, go through growing pains this year. Um, whether that be at the back, in the midfield you know, um, across the front. We knew there were going to be some growing pains for us because of the amount of change that we were going through as, as a team. Um, I think the thing that you have to be appreciative of is um, the growing pains that we are going through haven't come at, a, at, at the cost of losing games. Um, so, honestly, if we were to go through these things, I would have it this way rather than us going through growing pains and losing matches. Um, I think um, a lot of these issues that we're seeing are, in the grand scheme of things, very fixable, very changeable, um, minuscule in in, in certain ways. It's like small things that need to be adjusted. And I think uh, Vieira is the type of coach that we want to have, the type of manager that you want to have to fix those things because he, he pays attention to, you know, he has very good attention to detail. Um, I would not um, drop Anderson, and this is the reason why. Um, does he struggle with set pieces or playing the ball in the air? Maybe so, or maybe there's some communication that's still growing between him and Gahey. But I think by taking him out of the lineup, we're going to experience a lot more negatives than we are positives with our with our team. We may bring in somebody like Tompkins, who's probably better in the air, but you're talking about a slower defender, a worse passer, a guy who's not as good on the ball. So in the overall grand scheme of things, it's going to hurt us in uh, in more ways um, than just simply having the, 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 the issues that we're having right now between our center back pairing. So I will keep things as is, but – um, I think the one thing that that uh, Patrick Vieira is probably doing is, is is really trying to focus on these issues that he's seeing that we're having, um, and, and and trying to make sure that our young guys are, are building for the better. Okay, yeah, I agree, T. That Vieira is definitely like is definitely the guy to to, to coach for it. But like I keep repeating myself, like a broken record, four times mistakes, four times mistakes now. That yes, we haven't lost, but they've cost us. It's just very frustrating, mate, because they shouldn't have to be coached this. You should be able to turn and face a set piece or turn and face a second ball or a third ball or even a fourth ball. You should be doing it. You should be able, as a Premier League level centre back, and he's an international as well, he starts for Denmark to come along and he should talk gay through the game. The best centre backs that I've played with, talkers, loud, 
come up with me, come up with me, step with me, step with me, step with me, stand here, stand here. They need to talk to each other. They need to go, it needs to go, Mark, have you got your man there? Front post, number seven, right shoulder, etc., etc. They don't do it. It's the basics of football, mate. It is so basic. And that's why it's frustrating. Mm. Well, look, it's, it's, a, it's a good conversation to have. But personally, I just think without them two as a centre-half pairings, the whole the system collapses because of the other centre-backs that we've got. Um, but look, we can go on about it for the yeah. whole day, but we don't want to keep talking about the same thing over and over again. I'll post some of your comments as well on the screen. So some people, it's not like everyone agrees with me, everyone agrees with Stan. It's, it's split and I expect mm-hmm. I expect it to be like that as well. But yeah, it's simple things like communication that we need to improve on, marking players. These are the simple things. But as I've said, part of the learning curve, um, we'll get used to it as times go on. And maybe Joachim Anderson isn't good at set pieces. I'm not too sure. If that's the case, we'll find out later on. But it's too early to tell, in my opinion. Now, let's move on, finally, for this Newcastle review. We've been talking about Newcastle for ages now, it feels like. Uh, let's talk about the disallowed goal. Because we mentioned Ben Teke. And you know what? Yes, he didn't miss chances. But at the end of the day, he just got another goal um, in the last minutes. And we nearly came out with all three points. But of course, in here, as we can see, on the right-hand side, you got Mark Gray there holding, literally, it's, it's clear and obvious, holding one Newcastle player's uh, t- uh, top. And yeah, it's a clear foul. And it's a player that Benteke was on. So the referee mm-hmm. just gave it away. But in this topic, um, just quickly, T, what did he make of this foul? Do you think it was the right call from the referee? Uh, I think it was a tough call, but I think it's the right call. Only because, like, you know, um, you can't – because in this situation, you can't use the excuse of the player that was being held wasn't directly involved in the play. Like, the guy that's being held is literally the dude that is marking Venteke. And it's literally the guy who, if he's not being held by the shirt, might be able to get up in the air and affect the ball that's coming in. So, I mean, as, as much as we might not like it as a fan base as far as the outcome that it led to, I mean, that I think that was the correct call. Mm. Um, so, Stan, we talked about this off air as well. In terms of the referee, Darren England had a meh, yeah? He was awful. He, had no he was terrible. Yeah, he was yeah. Terrible. and that's me being nice. He's like, worse he, than, like, he's, he's worse awful. than Mariner. He was worse than Kevin Friend. A we got seasons, Mariner next but, game, too. Um. The, one, the worst to... I've seen is Craig Paulson, I think. Um, it's hard to beat those refs as well. Yeah. Some of them are shocking. And he managed mm. to beat them by a fine margin. Like, he was yeah. just on another mm. level. He had no control yeah. over the game. He just seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. Mm. Um, but in terms of referees, do you think we need more foreign referees in the Premier League? Because we've seen it in the Leeds game against Wolves. Uh, there was a foreign ref there. It seemed like people liked what, um, what they saw from him. Uh, he came over from Australia. Is that the way going forward? Because ever since we've come in the Premier League, it's the same topic over and over again. We're in the best league in the world, but we always keep talking about referees and how incompetent they are. And there's some clear decisions. Even though VAR's come in, it still doesn't, you know, throughout the game, there's still so many calls that these referees don't get right. And it's so this clear and obvious mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. what do you think it is? Going forward, do we need more foreign refs? Best league in the world should have the best refs in the world. End Period. of. Period. End of. No, there should be no discussion on it. It ruins it. It ruins the game. It ruins it. But looking at that goal, it was the correct decision. It was the correct decision to rule it out. But it's naivety. Benteke has got the jump on him massively. Is it Kiron Clark who gets fouled? Yeah, I'm not too sure who is. He's so bad. He's one of the worst defenders to ever play in the Premier League. You don't need to pull his shirt. Do you know what I'm saying? When it's naivety, you don't need to pull his shirt. Benteke's got the leap on him. It's going in whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, we're saying drop Mark Way as well. No, I'm just <laughs> saying it's, it's no, naive. At this rate, we're going to have no centre-backs. Do, do, do you think in the setup of that type of um, corner that he kind of was instructed to do something like that, to try to obstruct that guy a little so. bit so Benteke could get up? I, I don't think so. I just think it was just a silly error that cost us. I don't think there was any need for it. Um, mm-hmm. But as I've said, with the Joachim Anderson conversation, we have to have the same energy for Mark Wade. It's some, it's an error that was costly because we could have scored from that, just like Joachim mm-hmm. Anderson, not Mark's player. But I know they're better than this. I know they will learn from this. Mm-hmm. Once again, it was a set piece. It was a set piece that we scored from. 
But yet again, we had an error that was costly. It goes down to one thing, set pieces. And we, we shouldn't have even... This, mate, that team was so bad, we shouldn't have even let them have a shot on target, mate. That's how bad they were. So... And have we we've only our, got ourselves to blame. They're, have, they were have shocking, we, mate. Had we taken our chances earlier in the match, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be talking yeah. about this situation. I mean, let's be quite honest. I mean, if we took the took the chances that we were given yeah. throughout the match, we wouldn't even be we we we'd be talking about a three one victory. Honestly, um, we got a good question here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I feel. I feel over. I think that's how you pronounce the name. He says, uh, or she says, would VAR have suggested their penalty if the shirt pull had been the other way around? Probably, knowing our luck that day. You know what? They probably wouldn't have just because of the fact that it wasn't done on the on Benteke himself. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's think, actually yeah. an interesting point. I've, mm, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, T. If it was um, done actually, on Benteke, if it was done on Benteke, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they would have considered it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Some more comments before we move on from the Newcastle game. Palace one four three nine says hundred percent. England was the worst ref I've seen in the last ten years. Clear and obvious. Newcastle time wasting. I'm rolling around on the floor. Oliver says from um, the tenth minute rolling around. Yeah, they were time wasting. But 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 credit goes to us though. It, it shows where we got Newcastle before. There wasn't enough time wasting in this game under Roy Hodgson. But they know what we're about. Now like, we're going into game. these games. No, we're going into these games that are we're scaring opponents. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely yeah. believe that we're scaring opponents. People are looking at Palace now and they don't want to face us because yeah. it's different. We've changed the whole mentality. They know they can score against us at the moment, mate. That's the only problem. And it did work. And it did work. Um, CJ says uh, Newcastle are dross. Uh, we should have won that by three, four goals. Graham says he's 21, been outstanding for us so far. Made a mistake, but all players do that at some point. Agree with you, Graham, 100%. I think Mark Way had a great performance. Uh, he did. He weekend, was, he was just, quality. Yeah, he was just quality, that one mistake. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to the next game. Let's move on to um, Palace news, uh, the latest news around the club. The first one is about this, the banner. Palace are set to avoid FA charge over Newcastle takeover protest banner, reports The Guardian and various other sources as well. Um, this is a topic which is, I don't know if it's a bit controversial. I don't know what's, how I could describe it. I don't want to go, you know, too political mm-hmm. on this, of course. But I'll get your thoughts quickly on it, T. What do you think about the banner um, that was posted um, by the HF? I mean, I think it's freedom of speech, so to speak. I don't think it. I don't think the police need to be involved in any of that or anything like that. I think um, the things that they're talking about are legitimate. Um, some of some of those things they're talking about aren't hearsay it's not racism a lot of those are facts like those things happened those things are actually happening so um i i I get the outrage behind it and sometimes it takes those types of shows to get people to really understand um what's taking place in the premier league or or what has taken place with the takeover of that team but i don't think it like i don't think it it's a hate crime i don't think it's racism i don't think it needs to be investigated by a police or anything um I, I mean i don't think that at all can i can i add a couple of things that banner created by the hf the guy who created it or was one of the main creators is one of the founding members of cpfc toronto i'm not going to mention his name on here because obviously i don't want to incriminate anyone whatever but big up to him for creating that banner it had the desired effect it rattled people's cages um, and rightly so. And from what I'm hearing, even the likes of Brighton have reached out to us um, and said, uh, "What's it called?" They said, "Can we have that banner?" We every time we got a new, we go to Newcastle or Newcastle come here. We want to put that banner up. So I think the banner was class. And if you think about it, man, it's it's it's, it's banners out there at different matches, not just in the Premier League, but across Europe that are about things that are much more insensitive, much more. Um, uh, disparaging. Where's it insensitive um, though? It's everything that they've done. It's no, it's not. You know what I'm saying, I'm saying, the, there, yeah. I'm saying there, there are things out there that yeah. are way worse that aren't even being discussed. Some people might get offended about. by it in terms of, you know, because it's the PIF that the banner was directed at. Yeah. But some people might get offended by it due to the fact that, you know, 
it's I don't know how to word it, but you know the outfit that they had on the PIF. So it's it's the Arabic outfit, for example. Is it, some people might get offended by that because there's mm. they might think, oh, you're generalizing that. Um, for okay. example, that sexual. But whereas they're not really at fault for this, but right. it's the people that do have the power. So I so think the, it was. So yeah, the, I think the, it was the, a good the, banner. The there picture? wasn't anything wrong. Yeah, it's, I think picture? it might be the picture. Yeah, it might be the mm-hmm. picture. I mm-hmm. think that's why there was a police investigation. I'm not too sure why there's. Thousands of other oh, things that's the going guy on. Dressed in, a, in a in in a traditional yeah. clothes with the sword. Exactly. Yeah, that might yeah, exactly. that might offend and a few there's, people. There, yeah. yeah, there's 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 lots of other things that's worse than that. Yeah. But that might be in why the investigation happened in the first place. But when you're looking at that, if you do your research, then you know, then you will see some of the some of the things. It, it's interesting, anyways. It's eye opener. People can people can look at it this way. It's, it was posted all around social media. So if you're really interested in the subject and you want to know about it, then you can actually look at all them claims that were made and see whether it's true or not for yourself. So yeah. I think it was an eye-opener, um, but of course it's... it's, it's John John know. Texter as well absolutely owned a couple of Newcastle fans on Twitter mm-hmm. like the past few days, so... Because you have so many people that just put stuff out there and they just they just throw out facts, that they, they throw out things that they think are facts or think are true, and then at least you got somebody like Texture that comes out and, and really, you know, really puts it out there, what the real truth is. You know, I think, I think <laughs> whether it be athletes or, or mm-hmm. managers or owners, they don't do that enough. You know, you don't have enough people that are coming out and just saying what's completely real and not trying to avoid stuff, like, especially when it comes to things like transfers and all that. Just come out and say it. Hey, no. That stuff's not true. They're lying. Oh. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, look, that's 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 that topic. I thought we had to mention it. Um, I know there's some comments out there. I, I just don't want to go too much into depth. I thought <clears throat> I'll let people know that you know we're set to avoid FA charges. I don't know if that's hundred percent true, but various sources are saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good itself. And now let's talk about this man. It's gonna be weird. You might be thinking, why is Anthony Martial? On my screen right now. Exactly. It's what's because, going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even T's like, what's going on? I'm not involved in this. Um, so according to sources, I think it was over um, in France, Martial, and it's not a reliable source as well, but the reason why I brought it up is for another topic. Martial has emerged as a transfer target for Crystal Palace. So I'll start with you, T. <laughs> you look like you were shocked when you, when you appeared on our screen. Huh. Is Martial someone, a player that we desperately need right now in January? No, not at all. <laughs> I thought you were making fun of me. I thought you were trying to make fun of me with a haircut or something, man. No, your trim is better, man. Your trim is better. I'm looking at would, you. Yeah, he's got, the, he's got an outline. He's got a face. <laughs> yeah, come well, on, like, man. Trim. You're better than yeah, that. You're hey, better than hey, that, picture, that, picture, that picture looked like Anthony Martial lost a bet. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see us need, we don't need that. I mean, for a multitude of reasons, but, um, I feel like we're set in his positions. I think we have uh, good enough reinforcements in the positions that he would be playing for us. Um, the other big piece that comes in for me is wages. I mean, it's tough to take some of these um, these fringe outlier guys from some of these quote-unquote top five clubs because of how much they pay them. Like, Martial will probably come in and be the, the highest-paid player on our team, I'd imagine. You know, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that'd be a, that would be a bad move for us. Yeah, well, well, we're running over time, so we need to move on to the next topic. Man City away, Man City away. I'm gonna be going to it. Uh, I, I'm excited by it. Am I? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It should be, it should be a good game. It should be a good game. Hopefully, not another draw. Actually, I'll take a draw against City. I lied. I'll take a draw oh, against facts. City. But how are we feeling ahead of how are we feeling ahead of that game, considering that they absolutely smashed Brighton on a weekend? I'm always more confident in us than I've ever been in the last few years. So um I think with the fact that you know we're playing our system a lot better than we did when we took losses to teams like Chelsea, you know, um hopefully we just come out, continue to to, to try and build on the way we, that we play. And uh, we go out, we put on a good show, and maybe we can come out away uh, with something. Yeah, I, I agree with um, what CJ's saying. Don't see us winning that City game. I'm traveling for the love of Palace. 
Um, and Thanks. Danny is saying City away. Let's be real, City on fire. If we get drawn, that'll be a win. <laughs> Out of all the games, if we get a draw in this game, I'll be I happy. Think, like, but yeah. then it'll be typical Two one Palace to win probably win be a good result. <laughs> so it'll be typical Palace to go there and just get like a two what two one win. Not two one defeat. Like after all that's happened, all them mistakes, and we go City away and we get a result. It's really interesting against, because we don't City, get a result against Newcastle. It's really it's really interesting because City hasn't really been uh, playing a striker, have they? Yeah, they have a fluid football. Their football is just amazing. Like yeah, it's, it's they're, just they're dangerous. Playing, they're in that playing game, top a lot. In that game, we cannot have any of them mistakes. No the individual no. errors that we're talking about, set pieces and all that. No. This is not the game for it. Trust me, it takes one. It takes one. If Newcastle scores from one error, City will punish us as well. And they will, you they know he's playing up. full strength. Pep's playing a full strength side up there as well. Like yeah, you know, I mean, gonna... he's playing Grillish, Foden. Like all of them are getting played. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, they're going to respect us. Uh, it's not the old Palace. They know what we're about, and they know that if they just, you know don't take us seriously, then we could get something out of it. So they're going to be up for this game. They're going to be trying pushing on to win the league this season. And they've had they've had good games so far this season. So it won't be an easy game. But mm-hmm. interestingly, going forward, attacking selection, what do you do if you're Patrick Vieira? Do you drop Elisa and bring on Jordan Ayew considering that he's better tracking no. back defensively? No. So you still don't do that? How Oops. comes? Because because if, if we are going to have any hope of of playing our true style of football with trying to keep the ball away from them and trying to possess the, the ball, and Jordan Ayew is not going to be the one that you want in your lineup trying to do that. And Elise works hard enough, plays hard enough, he's he's fast enough, he's got enough energy to be able to track back. It's not like he doesn't do it or that he doesn't want to do it. He's young enough. I don't think it will be that much of an issue, to be honest with you. I keep it the way it is with him being out there. Stan, Stan do you agree with T yeah. or do you think – so how do you bring in Zaha? I think for this game, you take Odson Edward out. Benteke how through the middle. Form? Doesn't matter. Doesn't mm. matter. Because you need someone that can make like try and beat them once or twice. Obviously, their fullbacks are good, but try and beat them once or twice and put a ball into the box. And if there's someone in the box that you want to be on the end of that ball, I would say Benteke. Um, so th- for me. I'm bringing in Zaha. I'm keeping Elise. I'd maybe take Odson Edward out. Um, maybe bring him on later, but you're not going to get anything like that. And also, like, if you get a set piece, you need a good delivery. And Elise's got the set piece delivery. It like does. he needs, like he needs to be starting. If you put Ayu, he will be defensive. Yes. He's going to run down a couple of blind alleys. Then he'll give the ball away to them. So I yeah. And play her. Forget about Jordan Ayu ever starting for Palace again, mate. Yeah, he'll he'll Jeez. he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll play her. Oh, just, I asked. I asked literally the the the. I can ask this question to the worst two like our view to you both don't like Ayu. So why did I even ask that question? I'm not even too sure. Yeah. But do you think Patrick Vieira? Do you think Patrick Vieira will make that change? I know you guys don't want no. it. Do you think there's a possibility of that happening? So you don't think he's not. Mm-hmm. Do you, so you think that he's going to keep Olise? He's yep. not worried about City's attack. Yep. I think oh, he. I think. I. I, I think yeah, he, he can play Ayu. He, I, I don't think he'll play IU um, just because I don't think that Vieira is going to go into this game with the mindset of, oh, we need to be defensive with our with our wingers. We need to be super defensive. Like, I don't think he's going to have that type of mindset. I think he was really, or he is very focused on the fact that we play our game. Yep, exactly. And let's see how we go. Yep, and this if we're going to play like, our game, he's not. Yeah, I don't think. The previous, I don't think it's the previous <clears throat> regime, yeah, they'll play whatever they want to play. Um, they'll play twenty at the back or whatever it is, and let them come at us and destroy us and just see this as like chalk this off as a loss. But I think Patrick Vieira is instilling that we play our game and yeah, and we take it from there. But again, sent their set forwards. Their midfielders, like we've got to be on them because if you fall asleep at a corner, there they're putting the ball in the in, in the back of the net, mate. Hundred percent. I mean, this team well, won't beat you in the air necessarily, but they they'll beat you if you give them. They'll beat you on the floor. Yeah, they'll beat you on the floor. And trust me, yeah, yeah. they're scary as well. Yeah. Um, let's quickly talk about score predictions. Then we haven't had much time because of the Newcastle game. We haven't had much time to mm-hmm. talk about a Man City game in detail, but there'll be a um, City preview podcast, which will be out on all your podcast platforms um, in a couple of days' time, so you can have a bit more City chat there. What are we expecting from the City game? We're not confident. We're not confident for the win. So do, can we expect, you know, Palace to get a draw against City at least, Stan? 
Nah, I don't think so, man. Where are you going? Where is it? I'm what is your score prediction? 3 0 City. Oh, jeez. 3 0 City. T, come on, man. Be more positive than that. At least say 3 1 City. 2 2. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm going for 2-1 Palace win. We're going to go there. We're going to score our own goal. City's not going to score from open play. And we're going to go <laughs> and get that win at the Etihad. Like, you've been going on homes that online play. too much, bro. Homes <laughs> <laughs> online. Uh, let's not even talk about them. But anyways, look, it was a very, very good show. Enjoyed every single one of your comments. Thank you to T. Thank you to Stan. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to listen to us. Thank you to Nick as well for joining us live. And yeah, look, it's been a pleasure hosting this um, alongside it. We'll be back next Tuesday talking about the 2-1 win over City and also be looking forward to the Wolves game. So make sure to tune in then. If you have enjoyed it, like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future content. And that's it. Until next time, up the palace. Up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.